Good afternoon, 158 July 7th, 2019. It has been some time since I have been here with you, about three weeks, and a lot has gone down, a lot has been recorded and analyzed and lived. Life has been good. So, today's podcast is going to touch on a lot of, of topics, but I guess a lot of the, the focus is around anxiety and purpose and path and love and all how all those kind of intermingle with each other and how to kind of combat when you are anxious and what to do and how to do it. And Again, I am not necessarily saying I am an expert on the project, but I have de- I have dedicated my life to figure out figuring out some of these these things based off of behaviors that I exhibit and recording of of that and the recording of how others handle certain things. When we understand, when we seek to understand, it makes the world a little bit uh, easier, right? Hmm. So. Today's date, July 7th, 2019, is the nativity of John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist was, in the Christian narrative, (sighs) was obviously a Baptist. (laughs) Uh, He's a baptizer of men and women, Um, but he was called the forerunner uh, of Christ. He was born six months prior and he was cousin of Jesus. And his mission was to prepare the way for Jesus, to proclaim his coming to earth. And he did so in a way that resulted in his beheading. But he had his purpose and he had the life that was chosen. He's, also, he's said to be the morning star that announces the rising of the sun, which is Jesus. And it's kind of incredible because at that time the path of, <laughs> of, of proclaiming something that has not even happened yet was looked at as, as something as, wow, you know? But his faith was so strong that it ultimately leaded him, led him into the right path. You know, his trust in, in his faith and his trust in God. So it's pretty cool. That's the date today, July 7th. And we commemorate and celebrate John the Baptist. Number two, news. This past week has been a blessing. On Tuesday, I attended liturgy nine in the morning at my church for the altar boy retreat that is hosted here in Johnstown every summer now (laughs) going to this service and seeing all the the young men that are our altar servants and the priests that I remember from my youth singing and and uh, performing the service I was I was brought to tears because Nostalgia again, right back in it. I remember sitting in those pews, pews myself with two of my best friends, 
Nick and Andrew and and going through the process of of learning and and, and being in, immersed in that that setting and it was beautiful it, it brought back so many wonderful memories and and kind of reinforced the path that I'm I'm on and I will talk about <laughs> I'll talk about little waypoints like that too especially when you don't want to do something but you know you should and then you end up doing it and it kind of reaffirms that you should have done it and you did do it and it kind of gives you little gifts life gives you little little hey man you're on the right path here you go and that has been happening quite often for me in my life and I really believe that is it is in direct correlation with the fact that I am continually doing things that I know I need to do and I should do even if I have a little anxiety on it or I'm you know I don't feel like getting up earlier or I don't really want to do it you know the right path doesn't necessarily mean you want to do it you know it's not going to be easy it's not going to be all fun but when you stay on it and you stay in it I really believe the world rewards you and I'm not talking like monetary values even though that's not excluding it I'm talking insights or aha moments or revelation you know or give you little gifts where you can you talk to someone that hasn't um, you haven't spoke to in many years that that's exactly what kind of happened um, that Tuesday now I met with after the service many many priests now that were not priests when I knew them and they have become priests and it was just a it was a beautiful time to share in uh, those few moments talking with them about life and um, healing and the path back to God so um, if you are aware of my situation I can't drive so <laughs> my church is about four miles away and I was like you know what it's a nice day I'm gonna I'm gonna walk at least into town into Johnstown and see what it, what's up there so I started walking and it was brutally hot I mean it was hot so I I took my shirt off and I <laughs> looking back now I'm sure some people thought what the heck is this guy doing but I did not care I, I, I was sweating through my shirt and I just started walking I had loafers on and oh man the blisters that I have on my heels they're still not quite healed but I'm walking into town and I cross over a bridge by the Point Stadium and now there's like a little area there that um, uh, it's like a flower garden but also like a monument to the bridges and the bridge system and the canals that uh, have been constructed and I believe it said something along the lines of four billion or some monetary value that has um, prevented been been prevented in expenses based off of these um, these channels inhibiting floods in our area and I think that's pretty freaking cool but down at this place there was a mailbox and it, I can't remember what it said but it was something along the lines of like leave something encouragement encouraging and inside is a notebook and you can write in it and and I sat down and I wrote and that's a beautiful thing that's a beautiful thing especially like you know I read some of them and I was inspired by some of the things that people said and I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been there 
if I wouldn't have went to church that day, if I wouldn't have been compelled, you know, to, to do that, even if I was tired, I'd have been up late the night before, I wouldn't have seen that. And I ended up writing in there and then moseying my way into Central Park and there was some live music and it was, it was such a great little treat there. I listened to that and then ended up eating lunch at, at um, Press Bistro and ended up seeing an old friend and having a, a good conversation with her. And it just felt like everything was kind of aligning, you know, when you're in the, the, the right way and you're not forcing things and you're kind of just flowing with your life. really think those things happen. And it's beautiful. It makes you, at least for me, it makes me very thankful, very grateful. And living in, in gratitude is such, a, is such a great way to be because it's, it, it kills a lot of anxieties and depression. I talk about that often. So number three here, three things I'm grateful for. Number one, Alicia. <sighs> I don't even know where to start with this. I um, have been blessed to encounter and experience such a wonderful lady. Wonderful lady, wonderful woman. And why? Why? Why, is, why am I grateful for her? Well, because once she understands me, and that is something that uh, I've been searching for for quite some time, and she appreciates my <laughs> weirdness, because I am a goofy, weird man, and that's, that's just who I am, and sometimes people don't get it, and it hits me in a way that I'm, ah, oh, you know, I'm working on that, but she supports and continuously loves me and she's quite the nerd like myself which is so freaking cool oh my gosh we like so much of the same movies and tv shows and just it's just oh it's it's so cool it's so cool because i've been searching for so long for for a woman like her and i've given a lot of time to people that i'm not saying didn't deserve it but it just were not they were not the right they were not the right people. And when you find the right one, for me, it, it kills a lot of anxiety because I, because I'm now I'm just focused on my work. I'm focused on um, the things that I have in my mind that I want to release and share to the world. And I'm just so confident in myself because of the love that this girl gives me. It is it has been one of the big turning points in in my life for my future and, and for everything. So Alicia, if you're listening, I, I love you and I can't wait to see you in three days. Ah, it's amazing. I love you. Number two, my back porch. So that is where this podcast is being created right now, the back porch. I'm sweating my ass off, not going to fucking lie, but it is worth it because I was going to do it up in my room. I sat, uh, I set up um, like a little office space with my, with my desk and everything, but it just felt too closed, especially in when I do things like this. I like open spaces and I like nature. I, I have a bunch of... Um, plants out here. I have a blackberry bush that's coming up on the one side, which is really cool because blackberries are my favorite berries. Um, and the things that are out here are 
very, very meaningful to me. So I, I painted a birdhouse and I, I made like a fire and evergreens because evergreens are my favorite tree and then I put a wolf on the side of it and I just kind of hung it up for decoration. Well, about three weeks ago, two chickadee birds have moved in and started making a nest and it's quite incredible because I'm sitting at this table and it might be four feet away. And they fly in and out, and they're just cool. They don't, they're not really afraid, and it's, it's a great thing. And my, it was my mother's favorite, my mother's favorite bird. So I, uh, I really am um, happy for that because it kind of it reminds me of her, and it's, it's beautiful. And I have a couple cardinals in here that remind me of my father. So this, this little wilderness back here is... Um, something that really calms and inspires me and kind of keeps me on the path and it's a good place to do this podcast at because we're we're talking about um anxiety and and i really believe that places especially your house where you um where you live should be a sacred place for you should be a calming place should be a um (laughs) a place of uh, inspiration and last is <laughs> grateful for mangoes. <laughs> and uh, being with Alicia, she's rich. She, she eats so many mangoes. She, she loves mangoes. From, her family's from Jamaica, and, and mangoes are very big there. So you know what? I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start fucking with some, Jama- <laughs> some, some mangoes. And I always liked them, but I just never I passed them by on occasion. So started buying them and I've been eating at least one a day for I think like the last week and they're fucking great and I'll just give you a little bit of health benefits here they fight cancer they clean your skin from the inside out which is which is good they keep your cholesterol in check um, helpful in losing weight and they taste good I mean good things right I've been eating more fruit lately I uh, cut out breads. I, ha- I was eating bread for a while just because I fucking love bread and butter. But, uh, yeah, things grown from the earth, definitely healthier for you. So, things that I see. I planted a bunch of radishes in an old, um, like, turkey pot if that's what you call it, I don't know, where you put your turkey in in the oven. It was old and rusted, and I tried to clean it out as much as possible, but planted a bunch of radishes in there, and they came up fast. So hopefully I'll get them soon. My birdhouse already described that. There's a tree in my yard. It has a, I planted dragon lilies around it like two summers ago, and they finally started to take, take root and grow. It's pretty cool. They're, uh, there are flowers that's out in Ogletown often. I mean, they're, they're everywhere, so it's kind of neat to have them in the backyard. Um, Betty, my bike, I moved her to the backyard. I rode her this morning before church. And uh, like, I, like I always say, that, that bike has changed my life. It's been such a blessing. From rags to riches, from the dumpster to the back porch, baby. She's a Swin exerciser bike. Beautiful. Emma, my cat, given to me by Marissa. She is on my right, literally laying on her back, 
She's the cutest thing right now. I wish I could show you all a picture of her, but she's sleeping and uh, <laughs> she's a lot bigger when she's laid flat out like that. And then like the last thing I see is some peanut butter and Nutella mixture that I mix together and just eat like a savage. Like this shit is so good. I'm a big fan and it has to be crunchy peanut butter. I'm about to get a bite right now. Mm, 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 mm. Hell yes. I understand Nutella might not be the best thing for you, but balance, balance people. So, mm. number five, books that I'm reading. The Science of Self-Realization, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Now, I probably pronounced that incorrectly, but <clears throat> this book is incredible. And it was given to me by a traveling monk at the last music festival I was at, Summer Dance Nelson Ledges, Ohio, in 2018. This man, I remember it quite vividly, stumbled into our campsite, and I don't want to say stumbled, but came into, to upon our campsite and had a very difficult time speaking. Um, didn't really know what to take of it, and I immediately, I'm drawn to people. I went up and talked to him, and he explained that he was a traveling monk and that at these events, he, you know, sold books for the raising of the consciousness of our world. Now, <clears throat> yeah, that's easy to, you know, hear, but it took me almost 10 months to really even open this and start to read it. And it is backed by a lot of science. And it's backed by behavioral studies that really work. And it's not confined to one religion. I mean, it is um, sorry, it is Hindu or Buddhist, but it talks about self-realization, about meditating, practicing yoga in the modern age, gaining liberation from the law of karma, achieving superconsciousness, and much more. And it's based all through interviews, lectures, essays, and uh, letters chosen by, the, by this, the, the author of this book. And in reading it, it's kind of interesting because it parallels a lot of the things that Christianity also talks about too. And God in this sense, Krishna, is the same God of Christianity. He, they even explain this. That, and it's something that's that's really cool. It's that I've kind of been diving into. I found my my way back to the Orthodox Christian faith, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I believe that that is the only way or the only path. I, <clears throat> I really am interested in in a lot of the teachings in this book because it does parallel a lot of the teachings of Christianity as well, and they. It, they kind of basically state that religions and the way that it is down to the soul archetypal 
features of religion, not not what man has imposed on it. And we all know what that is, like the things that, you know, when money gets involved or when power dilutes the true foundations of the things. When you get down to the bare essentials of what it really means, all these are vehicles to the same path. All these are vehicles to self-enlightenment. All these are vehicles to heaven or the conscious level that is above where you are now. So I think that understanding is, 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 is kind of an interesting uh, or, or way that fits more for myself because, you know, look at all the um, problems we have with religion in this world. And, and I mean the fighting of religion, like mine's right, yours is wrong, and blah, and blah, and blah. If you kind of take a step back, if, and, and, and hopefully that's what you can do in a lot of things, and look at the fundamental core values, a lot of these things are the same teachings. They're just, they're just different interpretations at different times in the world and at different places, you know. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool to, to, to look at it that way. So, number six is a quote uh, by Carl Jung, who, is, who was an analytical psychologist. And I f take a lot of um, teaching from him. I like what he talks about. I like how he describes the world and the anxieties and how to kind of combat them. It just makes sense to me. So I'll, I'll start with this or continue with this, I guess. The perpetual hesitation of the neurotic to launch into life is readily explained by his or her, or her desire to stand aside so as to not get involved in the dangerous struggle for existence. But anyone who refuses to experience life must stifle his desire to live. In other words, they must commit partial suicide. And that's Carl Jung's Symbols of Transformation. So, think about that. It's hard to really, like, do life. <laughs> it is, right? Especially the honorable things and the honorable path. Like, it takes some self-assurance, self-reliance. And sometimes it's the easiest thing to do is kind of hide. And, but, but, as he says, you know, if you refuse to experience life, you must stifle your desire to live. So in essence, if you are hiding away and, and not pursuing your true purpose or not even trying to find your purpose, you're kind of committing partial suicide in the sense that you are not living up to your full potential. And in doing so, you let and allow certain anxieties to dictate and control your life. It is, uh, and he, ex he exclaimed though too, there's another side of this, that anxieties, if you looked at them, uh, help us as indicators that we are going down dangerous roads. Now, if you have that thought process in your mind about it, it is easier to correct it. But sometimes people get so immersed in the fact of the anxiety that they are not trying to get out of it or use it as a positive thing, as like an indicator. So think about as an indicator, as like a car that has cameras on all sides. If you're getting too close to something, it's like beep, 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 right? 
now that's kind of the same way with anxiety like if you are starting to go down um, a path or you're doing things that are making you anxious from going out into the world and you're feeling it or you know, whatever have you those that symptoms or those feelings aren't necessarily fun but if you look at them as indicators to okay where what do I need to learn here where do I need to level up here where what do I need to focus on so I don't feel these things anymore okay um, that's kind of what he is, is speaking out here and this ties into something I wanted to talk about a little bit a, while, a little while ago but I think this medium is the best way to kind of express the, that thought process so Alicia had shared with me um, uh, an article online that some of her friends were talking about and she wanted my insight on it and the, the article is called anxiety is not a choice so please stop telling us to chill now I read this article and that tagline, I feel that. Like, I feel it 100%. Like, anxiety isn't necessarily a choice. Like, no one would choose to want to be anxious. No one wants to feel that way. No one wants to be, you know, anxious in everything that comes with it. The, 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 the protective behaviors that kind of keep you safe. I'm using quotations there. So please stop telling us to chill. And I, I fucking agree with that. That's, that's the wrong language because it's not that simple. It's not that simple. And, and quite honestly, relax or chill, I don't believe is the necessary, necessarily the right way to handle anxieties. But some of the things that I found in this article that weren't mentioned, so, or we'll just say the things that I found in this article first. Are, so she says, don't tell us to relax or chill. You're downplaying the significance it has on our daily lives. Um, this statement shows that, is, that anxiety is highly significant in this person's life, and, and understandably so. Okay, if something is really um, keeping you in a box or deterring you from doing things that make you happy or whatever, then of course it's going to be significant. But this article continually circles around this ideology, circles around this thought process that it's defensive. Do not, do not come at me. You don't know what I go through. Okay. That's all well and good. I don't know what you're, what you're going through. Your anxiety is subjective to the individual. But this is where I read this article and it was missing something. It is missing a very key point. You most certainly can choose how you deal with your anxiety. Okay? And that is something that is being missed here. That is something that is not necessarily being talked about here. It's, yes, anxiety is not a choice. 100%. No one would want it. Stop telling us to chill and, and relax. Yes, I understand that. But what are you doing to combat your anxiety? Now, if you're someone who continuously, continuously is disrupted uh, and, and falls short and hides and has destructive behavior, um, 
from your anxiety and doesn't really take the necessary steps to correct it, then there is a problem. And, you know, if you're blanketing these terms, if you're, I have anxiety, I can't do this. Like, mental health is 100% important, but listen, it is, it is, it is your opportunity but, and your responsibility to take action to help yourself. Now, most of the time, it is just doing the things that you're anxious about, like 100%. So, doing the things that you're anxious about, whether that is talking to the person if you have, uh, if you had an argument, um, going to work, like when you don't, when you feel like you don't want to, someone may, you feel anxious about going there, going to the gym if you're anxious that people are going to stare at you or you're overweight, it's most of the time just doing the thing that you're anxious about, because on the other side of it, you realize that there's, those things weren't as big as you, you really thought. And also, how are you handling your anxiety if it's not just something you can't explain, that you're, oh, I'm not, I don't know what I'm anxious about. Well, okay, that's fine too. Go for a run. I'm always going to say do something physical. Getting your body moving and literally shaking it out, shaking that anxiety out significantly helps. Working out 100%. Um, breathing techniques. Wim Hof is doing incredible work in this world for uh, the combating of anxiety and, and social pressures, like through breathing techniques and meditation, cold immersion therapy. Music. Music is a big thing, too. Like, listen to some things that calm you. There you go. What about eating something healthy? Studies show that if you eat something, your, your anxiety levels will drop significantly. Or how about you call a friend or meet with a friend and be real as fuck. Just say this is how you're feeling. And um, if your friend is worth fucking anything, they'll try to meet you where you're at and, and, and talk to you about it. Like, I am lucky to have. Like, this, this, this story happened to me uh, two weeks, three weeks ago. or almost four weeks ago, maybe. Friends had a party. There was a lot of people I didn't really know there. And I was getting a little anxious on going because, like, one, everyone looks at me because I am a bigger dude. I have a bunch of tattoos. It draws attention. And that's, that's okay. But sometimes I just get a little anxious because sometimes people judge me in the way that is um, not correct. Uh, I have no problem correcting that by, by being, having good behavior. But it's still a little anxious sometimes. So I, was, I relayed these to, to my friends. And we, they just talk, we just talked it out. It's like, we got you. And like, understanding. And they put me right back in it. They put me right back in the, okay, I'm cool. You know? And, and that's, that's a big, 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 big thing. You know? And also, if, if you need, go see a counselor. Like it's, or go talk to someone professionally. Like, if you're not taking the steps to really combat your anxiety on your own, and, and it's like, come on. What are you doing? Because... Most of the things you are worried about in our minds, most of the things we're worried about in our minds is just that. It's in our minds. It's not reality. And that's what, you know, anxiety is, fear of the future. Things that are not real. I catch myself sometimes just doing exactly that. Oh, what are they going to think of me? What am I going to, what about this, this post and blah? Just fucking do it, Josh. Just do it. Who cares? It's not real. You're, you're, you're being crazy person. 
It's not real. And depression is, is regrets of the past, right? It's not real either. It's not real anymore. And so if you are having behavior that is dictated by the future or the past, you are having behavior that is based off of something that is not real. And, you know, that's a problem. And so we have to be aware we have to be aware of that. And, and also this, this displacement of our, our anxiety in, in unhealthy ways like drinking, alcohol, we hi, like hiding from the world in our rooms, you know, sleeping it off, depression even. Um, or we just buy into our phones, video games, trying to escape. These are things that we really need to, to focus on, you know. You got to get... You got to get off the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you just want to run away. Now, I said this to her. You know, this, these were my thoughts on, on, on this article. You know, you have to examine your brain and, and you know, it, it sometimes hurts. But how do you communicate that to someone who is deeply ingrained in their identity of anxiety? Because I'm sure you know some people who, that's what they, that's what they do, and that's who they are. They, they are, anxi my anxiety, my anxiety, my anxiety. Okay, well, we we know you have anxiety. Um, how do you communicate it? How do you get them to comprehend uh, this? Right? Like, how can you relay the the info? that lets them understand, but also delivers in a way that doesn't make them feel alienated, attacked, etc., etc., etc. Regardless of right or wrong, sometimes people are in a very vulnerable spot. And when you start to uh, pick apart something that they identify with, even if you are correct, you could have very negative effects on them. And that's why it's important to have the language uh, body language and the language itself, uh, words, it's very important here because you got to know your audience. You got to feel it, you got to test it out, and you have to appeal to them, you have to relate to them, and you got to get on their level. And if their level is down, down there, then you meet them down there and you bring them up, you build them up, you pull them out of it. And it's, that's, that's one of the questions, though, that we need to be aware of because there's not necessarily a guidebook for each person. Each person doesn't come with a handbook of how to speak to them, right? <laughs> that's why sometimes you can have these conversations where you're, you just you think it's common knowledge or you're like, hey, well, you know, don't do that behavior then. And people are get very offended and you don't even realize you're being offensive. Um, so it's important to realize the steps to take and focus on how to combat the anxiety, but also realize that some people are not necessarily there yet. So leading by example and being very open is something that I found has, has helped me, but also has helped people around me. Because I, uh, I, I still have anxieties. I still have things that irk me, that, that reroute me. And, and even this week, like I had some altercations at the, 
at the restaurant I work at with one of the people I work with, and it kind of set me off for the last three days. I, I was out, overplaying the, the scenario again and again. I ended up sleeping in more, staying up a little later, not eating the best food, um, and not working out as hard because I was so attached to this, this thinking of something that wasn't even real anymore. So, and I share this with people, I share these experiences because I'm trying to show that, hey, look, no one has it all figured out, but we can definitely strive to handle it a little bit better, you know? And if you kind of look at your anxiety, so <laughs> Carl Jung explains this as well. Anxiety is a curse if we remain in it. And that's 100% true. This ties back into this article. If this, this girl continuously is playing over and over again, like, and I, and I dare I say it, this victim mentality of this is what I deal with. This is my cross to bear. How dare you attack it, right? But it is a blessing if we can find our way out of it. Because, again, it just re re goes back to everything that you, everyone in these, these people who are successful all talk about facing the fear. And on the other way up, on the other side is a better version of yourself. And it's the same thing in this concept. If you can find your way out of here, if you can use these, these anxieties that are triggered in your life as the camera, the camera blinkers that, 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 that come on and you find your way out through the darkness, you become a stronger and better version of yourself. And it's, it's, it's not the easiest process, but self-realization and self-acceptance is the start. And so then you can, if you are aware of yourself and really aware of yourself, and it needs to be where you sit and you have these, <sighs> the, this, this time with yourself where you see the behaviors that you exhibit. It's like, for example, like I said myself, I was in my head a lot. I didn't have the best workouts. X, Y, and Z, and I documented it. I, I looked at how I was acting in these states of anxiety. You know, self-doubt was there, um, being anxious, and it trickled into a lot of facets of my life. Well, if you can recognize it, and then you start to peel back the onion of it, and you find the root, then you can kind of grab it. And you pull it out and you throw it away. That doesn't necessarily mean that a couple seeds won't be splattered again in your garden. And you might have to do the same. But you might be more aware of it this time and, and pull them out quicker than you did the time before. This is a game. This is, is and you're consistently hopefully getting better. You know, and, and the action of actively pursuing growth and trying to be better the world really, 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 really starts to reward you. Um, and this is something that was really relevant today. I was listening to a video. It's like you can show people the path, but into self-realization. And these things are put, put there, like these talks and ways to combat anxiety to, to find your path. And it puts you in the position to take the reins of your life, 
No one should tell you how to do it. Um, like, or who, who tell you what to be. You must figure it out. Like you can, you can be told and you can learn from people how to correct some of these bad behaviors, but it is on yourself to find your path and to find your passion, okay? Find, and when you do that, you have something to fucking aim at. And when you have things to aim at, you're not just bouncing from thing to thing and uh, half-heartedly in here and foot in there and someone asks you to do this and you say yes because you're just, I don't know, maybe this is, maybe this is the right thing. No. With a name and with a passion and with a purpose, you have a waypoint. And it has a lot to do with faith because, again, there is no blueprint, there is no sure footing, there is no 100% way, and you fail yourself to success. And as Martin Luther King Jr. said, take the first step in faith. You don't need to see the whole staircase, and you won't see the full staircase, I put that in there. Just take the first step. You, each step you take, you see another one. Isn't that the thing? Say, you, say you're walking up a, a dark staircase with the, by the light of a candle. You might only see three steps ahead of you. But if you take the first step, then you see another step. And you do it again and you see another step. It's kind of like, okay, a lot, a lot of good deeds and a lot of mm, hard effort and work on this path opens the path up even more for you. It's, it is insane how this happens. It's almost like magic. Like, so, I wrote, excuse me, so, uh, sorry about that. Victoria, I've talked about her um, time again in this uh episodes uh, she has been sort of my church mom in the sense that she's got me to return to church and she called me because we had a little bit of communication this morning she worked really late and didn't get my text message until on her way to church already so she missed picking me up so I used the time to develop this podcast and kind of get back into it uh, it happened how it had to happen but she came back or she called me She's on my way, to, on her way to my house to deliver some things, and she gave me some holy bread that is is given every Sunday, uh, a gob which I freaking just ate. Oh, I just ate it, and it was so freaking good. I haven't had anything like that in a while. Um, and then a prayer bracelet from a woman that is has crafted me one before, but it got a little messed up, and so she made a new one for me, and it it was uh it was very very beautiful so i think i left off and thanks victoria for taking the time out of your day to come and, and visit me and and give me those things i really really appreciate you and i appreciate everything that uh you have done for me so um i guess the last thing i said is like i wrote and i looked listen back in it and i wanted to to share this story about we were talking about once you start to really do the things like Alicia told me today about doing this podcast, like just do it, Shia LaBeouf. She likes Shia LaBeouf. Uh, whatever. I don't. I don't see what she sees in even Steven's guy, but 
you know, whatever, it's to, to each their own. But, you know, how he's just do it. And, uh, wow, there's birds fighting in the tree in front of me. It's kind of neat to see. Oh, with a squirrel. That's crazy. Holy crap. That squirrel just jumped. Well, okay, guys, I wish you could see this. These birds are literally attacking this squirrel. Wow. All right, that was a pretty interesting thing I just saw. Because they just jumped from tree to tree. Pretty incredible. But um, anyway, back to the topic at hand. When you really start to attack your anxieties, when you sit with yourself and you realize the tendencies you have when these anxieties build up, and, and then when they start to come up again, you actively go against them. You do the opposite of what you would normally do the world really starts to open up to you. Now, what does that mean, open up to you? Well, I think it presents opportunities to you. And when you're not so focused on your anxiety, and this is something I mentioned in this video I did earlier today about um, it's okay to be happy. And when you're, when you're so focused on anxiety, you miss out on people, places, and things, and opportunities um, that are, would be good for you. But when you're focused on, you know, combating it and being aware and being present and being in the moment and staying in it, you really start to see all the good things that the world has for you. So I'll share this story. It was Thunder in the Valley um, a couple weeks ago. And for those of you that don't know, it's a, like a motorcyclist thing that is held in my town and they have vendors and music and and a bunch of motorcyclists from all over the country come and and hang with there and it's just it's a it's a time it's a thing and some of my friends wanted to go to it and i haven't been there for a while and the last time i was really there i probably i think i got really drunk and didn't really i don't know but one of my things now is to like go out and not drink. I don't, I don't really like drinking unless I'm celebrating something, and it's, it's no judgment to those who drink. But that's just me. It's not that I can't drink. It's just eh, I'm in you know, fitness and trying to really level up my body, and it's not the best. But anyway, um, so I was a little anxious about going out in public and going to those specific types of things because you're putting yourself in this situation of old behaviors, right? Old tendencies, partying, being, you know, the person that you used to be. But I also believe in putting yourself in those situations so you can level up and make the best decision, make the good decision to stay on the path. Well, that was my intention, but also to have a good time with my friends, you know? So uh, I'm there and, you know, there's alcohol and just old people that I used to hang around with and stuff and it just was, it was interesting to put yourself in that, that myself in that situation. But <clears throat> we're walking and we, we see this vendor who crafted things out of metal. He's a metal worker. And it was cool. Some of the shit that he, uh, he did. He's on my Instagram. He was on my Instagram story once. I forget his name. I think it uh, might be Craig. I, I think it might be Craig, but anyway, so I was reading in this, this one book about a gratitude rock, and I think I explained that before where this guy carried around a gratitude rock, and every time he was anxious, he would grab it and say th three things he was um, grateful for, you know, and I tried to do that. 
I had the rock. I still have the rock. It's by my bed, and sometimes I, I grab it and, and do the thing. But I saw these rings that this man had made, and they were made out of railroad nails. So I grabbed one and, and put it on my, my thumb, and it fit perfectly. So I bought it. And the intention with that is now this is my gratitude ring. Every time I'm anxious or something, I just start playing with this ring and saying the things that uh, I'm grateful for. M most of the time, it's Alicia. And I do it often when I'm running. So I'll run and I'm starting to play with it. And I'm like, yeah, Alicia, Alicia. And it reminds me and it pulls me back and it makes me realize, dude, what you're doing right now isn't that bad and you're you're okay and but I don't necessarily think if I if I didn't go out with the intention to be aware of my surroundings to stay in the moment and to have an open mind I would have crossed path paths with that that person and bought that ring for the intention that I had you know so I'm consistently uh looking for ways to level up and battle my anxieties and in doing so the world pre pre presents opportunity to further my steps to see that next step right it lights it up and i i can either turn and stay in, on the on the path I'm, on the level that i'm at or i can take that next step to the next one and these little things consistently keep coming forward you know, and it's been, it's been such a blessing. It's been such a blessing. And it, a lot of uh, the things that I read and uh, the nature of, of this way of thinking in itself is, is based in a lot of your perspective of the world and the perspective of yourself. If you are looking at things as, how can I learn? How can I grow? Instead of, man, this sucks. This is the way that always happens. I have shitty luck. That's just this. This is just my way. This is my family. This is how it is. If you're going to live that way, then nine times out of ten, you're going to have a life that is, is like that. But if you live in a way that is open to change in, in, in the sense that you see it and you look where to grow and you see where the silver linings are, and then you're you're actively pursuing personal development and and constantly checking in with yourself to see where you're at and how how certain situations affects your affect your mental state you're going to have a more fulfilling life you're going to be more successful you're going to be happier and you're going to make the people around you better it's it's just it's just it's just the fact you know uh, the intention and the perception of your mind on the world is very important and a lot of this stuff is is new it's new to me as well because you're brought up especially being from a small town you're brought up in the ways of your parents and the ways of your grandparents right the way of your family you know, it's it's small, it's closed, you do what you what they did to get by, and a lot of these old ideologies won't serve you anymore, you know, because the world is changing, and you must be able to adapt, and you, you must be able to be dynamic in your thinking. So many times, you, I mean, you talk to, you talk to a lot of elderly people, and I'm not saying 
all, but a lot of them say in my day this and this and this. Well, sir, madam, your day is not real anymore. Okay? And that's okay. And that might have served you then, but that's not necessarily the way things are now. And I'm not talking about core fundamental values. I'm just talking, you know, life in general. You know, sometimes people get stuck in situations because they think that's what they should do, not what they believe in their heart to do. And that goes back to finding a passion and a purpose. And, you know, if you can attach the passion and the purpose in ways to better the world and help people, then you're on the right track. It's, it's, it's incredible because it's, there's no, again, there is no blueprint. There is no set fucking path you get to pick. It's these little behavioral modifications. It's finding the purpose and it's attaching emotion to it. It's finding out what you want to do. It's, it's figuring out how you can help. And then the universe starts to present it to you. And in doing these way, in doing this thing, in doing this work, you really start to, to cut a lot of the anxieties that you might have. It's, it's magic. It's beautiful. It's, it's real. And, and, and to be honest, I've been talking about this for a while. It's like a video game. <laughs> it's like a fucking video game. But you are the avatar. And this video game is so realistic that you can feel pain and loss and, and heartache. And, but you also can feel joy and love and, and gratitude and all the good things that come with it. So you foster the good but you have to be ready for the bad. Now, what kind of life do you want to live? You elevate your life by, by, the, by more, the more information you gather. Now, and that is podcasting, reading, consistently learning. Because if you cap your, yourself, and it's something I've, I've found in this area, a lot of people cap themselves and say, I don't need to know this, or I don't care, I'm not interested in learning about that. And it's like, Okay, but if you are open to it, you know, new information, you can really start to work your, your life in a better way. With new information, you can become more efficient. You can become more reliable. You can become more understanding of people and yourself. And isn't that quite the hack? You know, a lot of people are hard workers. And that isn't... That is great, and that is something that the world, of course, needs, and you have to be, work, be willing to work hard to attain your goals and your dreams. But there comes a line when are you working so hard at something that is not meaningful to you that you are wasting your life and your passion and your dreams for it? That's something that you got to be aware of. I... um tweeted this the other day it was like you know your dreams are so big my dreams are so big that I tear up sometimes not because I'm afraid and, and that's not fully true because having really big dreams you can become <laughs> you get a little apprehensive about it because it's like holy shit what does that mean that if I do succeed how big could it be and and <laughs> it becomes a little bit you know a little bit scary but um I tear up because it's you believe in it so deeply, so deeply. And um, 
I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find uh, what I wrote down. It was uh, it's in this notebook. Come on, mother. Hmm. So I couldn't find what I wrote. I was searching this notebook for a while, but uh, I think I remember the gist of it. It had something to do with. When things pull you, like you remember, ah, I found it, ah -ha. So it's raising your hand, right, raising your hand to life. And it's, it's kind of along the lines of how many times have you heard people, like they really, they really like, they say, you know, I knew the answer, but I didn't raise my hand. And why didn't they raise their hand? Because, one, they maybe didn't want the attention drawn on them. They really weren't sure if they were right, self-doubt, um, lazy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I'm asking you do, you, do you feel your calling? Like there's something that, you know, when someone mentions it or something triggers it in you, that you see it on TV, you read it in a book, you have it in a conversation, do you feel it inside you, resonating, wanting to be free, wanting to be released into the world? Do your eyes fill with tears because you know it's your gift? Because you've always known it's your gift and you, you're just afraid to fail or you're afraid to be wrong or you're afraid to be ridiculed? Some of you know this feeling and, you, and you've take, taken action in it and you're pursuing it and you've opened your mind and your heart to fostering and cultivating it and you are living this life. And some of you know this feeling but you stay hidden. You keep it close to the heart for fear. You shy away from you, what you know. Do not be afraid. Embrace it. We are all given gifts and the world needs it, needs it more than ever right now. It's time to let go of the insecurities and let go of, of uh, the things that, that hold you back and really dive into what you're meant to do and who you're meant to be. And a lot of the things that uh, we've covered in this podcast so far kind of hopefully will help you shed some of those anxieties and fears and kind of put you in a space that gives you the opportunity to level the fuck up and go after what you want. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy following your dreams and it's not easy creating the life you want. But anything that's worth it isn't easy. That's a big lie that we tell ourselves, that the easy way is, is the right way. No, it is not. It's hard on the path because temptation comes and temptation in so many forms to get off the diet, to, to, be, a, to be unfaithful, to lie, to, to get things in a, an unsavory manner, things, all the, all, everything you can dream up, you know. This podcast and this, these things that I'm doing is, is not just for the showcase of my thoughts, but it is a call to action for you. It's a call to action for like-minded individuals or individuals that are searching their soul for something and searching the world for something. Let this be the trigger needed for you to start your own journey on self-development your own journey and growth, 
your own journey in finding a purpose and a path into helping the world. It was a good, this was a good one. I'm glad I finally got it out. It's been some time and uh, it just goes to show that even, even the ones doing, trying to do the work have the anxieties too. We're all into this together, folks. And I truly believe that. And once we all start to really try to, really start to understand that, we can help each other. And then it cuts a lot of the, it cuts a lot of the anxieties out because you know we're all trying then and there's no judgment it's like for this it's like you wouldn't make you shouldn't make fun of a, a fat person in the gym I saw I shared this meme the other day it's like making fun of a homeless person at a job fair you know it's like yo applaud them support them get them going it's a good thing so homework for today I want you to sit alone I want you to sit alone for 20 minutes. Hopefully you have a notebook. And I want you to search your soul. Search your mind and search your heart. And see the things that you might be, that you might have that are holding you back in life. See the walls that you've built up that you might need to start to break down, to open and to let new and, and good ways of thinking or people in. Open yourself and correct and heal. And maybe that means letting go of some of the old ideologies and uh, ways of working life that you had adopted through your younger years, imposed on you by your family and elders that don't serve anymore. Sometimes it's just letting go of those old ways of thinking. But search yourself. Find your purpose, find your direction, and go full-heartedly into it. That is the way through that is the way to combat and alleviate a lot of these mental mental disruptions we are having. Much love to all of you. The direction is always progression. Thank you for being here this long. We will check in with you next time. Stay in it. Much love. Let's go.